We get it. Staying home ain't it. Especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big. Plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus. We get it. Staying home ain't it. Especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big. Plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus. Hey everyone, just wanted to pop in really quickly before the episode gets started to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor has been such a big help in creating this podcast and is really the reason that you're listening to this episode on the platform that you are, which is super cool. So if you want to learn more about Anchor, just head to anchor.fm or you can download the Anchor app on your phone. All right, well, that is all. So let's just get into the episode. Welcome to Girl We Gotta Talk. I'm your host, Elena Jakes. This podcast is a lifestyle and entertainment news podcast where I talk all about life struggles, the breakups, the makeups, business aspirations, and I am always having new guests on to discuss it all. Plus, I'm always giving you the latest on all things pop culture. So let's jump into today's episode because, girl, we gotta talk. and welcome back to Girl We Gotta Talk. Today I am joined by Matt Renato. I'm sure you already recognize the name. He is from The Bachelor's Listen to Your Heart and today we're going to talk about his experience on the show, what he's up to now, his music, and all that fun stuff. So Matt, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course, happy to have you. Um, So I like to do rapid fire questions for guests just so that we can get to know you a little bit better um, if you're down. Yeah, let, let it rip. All right. So first one, favorite song to perform and why? Oh, wow. Favorite song to perform. Um, <clears throat> I love Frank Sinatra. I'm a big Frank Sinatra fan. So I love playing Just the Way You Look Tonight and uh, also Fly Me to the Moon. It's kind of like a tie between those two. Oh, those are good. I like that. Yeah. I love those two because I kind of do like a, a contemporary, more soul kind of version of it. And it just, those are the, those are my two favorite songs from when I was a kid. It always makes me think of my family and my, and my dad and my mom always playing it in the car. So uh-huh. uh, maybe, maybe that's why I like it so much. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right. What is the first thing you notice about someone you meet for the first time? Ooh, um, <clears throat> I usually notice how, how they are treating people like around them, how they, how they behave I guess yeah. the behavioral traits I, I noticed first. Oh, that's a good one. I feel like everyone always says like a physical thing, but that's a good oh, one. No, I'm, I'm, I'm always like, I'm always like yeah. taking notes on the, uh, on the uh, behavioral stuff. That's that, that always gets to me first. I like it. All right. What store do you shop at the most? 
<laughs> um, uh, let's see. Guitar Center, maybe. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah. All right. What is one guilty pleasure you have? Oh man, guilty pleasure. Um, like that. That could be. That could be anything. So vague. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. so vague. Um, I'm a big like In and Out. I like I crush In and Out Burger, and I think okay. that's probably I probably shouldn't that and like Chick Fil A. I I can't. You know, Dave's Hot Chicken. You got you guys don't have it on the East Coast, but out here, no, it's so good. It's, well, we don't have In and Out either. Like I've never right. had In and Out. Ugh. Right. Well, it's really it's it's so good. It's a little too good. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite TV show? Um, currently or like of all time? Uh, you could do both. Currently, I've I've been watching um, I've been watching uh, The Boys. <clears throat> so good. Yeah, yeah, I've been recommended that, and I need to just do it. I need to watch it's it. It's so it's so good. Please. And the please second watch season's it. already out, and I'm like already so behind. And yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Um, I loved like The Sopranos, like the classic like super dramatic like dark kind of stuff i was a big fan of like uh entourage too do you remember that show yeah yeah that was was a pretty pretty bro-y fun show but um (laughs) (laughs) you know it was was cool i i I like game of thrones and and all the things everybody else likes too but um yeah that's pretty much where i'm at i guess okay cool um all right well that was it so i want to jump into um, listen to your heart. I feel like we have to talk about everything about um, your experience um, and just the show in general. So this sure. was the first season that they ever did listen to your heart. Um, so I think, and it was like the perfect time for it to come on because everyone was home and watching. And I think it was super interesting for like a first time show like that. So how did you hear of the show first of all? And like, what really made you join? Did someone like apply for you or was it your own? Um, yeah, so uh, I, I got reached out to from uh, a producer from ABC. Okay. Who, who uh, like, slid into my DMs. <laughs> and, then, um, and then I went, I, I went for a first, like, initial meeting. And then um, I did, like, an audition. I, I talked to a bunch of the producers. I, I, sang, I sang a song. And then they, they asked me to be on the show. All right. What was the song you sung for them? I sang uh, Isn't She Lovely by Stevie oh, Wonder. There you go. Yeah. So what was your first impression of everyone on the show? Like right off the bat, first night? Um, it was <laughs> it was hard to really like gauge everything because it's such a bizarre experience. It's such yeah. a I was trying. Like I was really trying to just like be who I always am and like just be there in the moment. It's very tough, though, when there's actual other human beings running around with cameras and, like, microphones and, like, you see them tripping and, like, you, you see them. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. see, it's a weird thing to not acknowledge them. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, like, you know, going into the hot tub and, and having, like, this intimate moment with, with five. crowding. Yeah. Yeah. Like, five random dudes standing there next to you. It's a, it's a, it's a bizarre thing. Um, so, like my first night really like getting to know everybody and trying to come up with opinions of everybody was, was tough because of, because of that. I was just so overstimulated by everything that was, that was kind of happening around me. Yeah. I think a lot of people like watching the show probably forget that there are like, obviously we're watching it. So we're nowhere it's being filmed, but 
yeah, to be in that situation and like act normal and like be in an intimate conversation and have like everyone watching you. Yeah. yeah that's so awesome. Okay. I, I just have to ask, what was it like meeting Chris Harrison? Did you like him? Is he like what he is on TV? Like, give me the yeah. real, what is he like? <laughs> um, so uh, he's a really, really sweet guy. I, I didn't know much about him going into the show, to be honest with you. I didn't. Didn't I've you think s- he was, um, <laughs> didn't you say he was Chris Hansen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chris Hansen. Yeah. Um, I gen- genuinely didn't, didn't know his full name. I know, like I knew him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, he's a famous guy. I've seen him before, but um, the, the name and the, the guys on the show, the producers on the show wouldn't help me. I was like, please, please. What, what's the guy's name? Like they, they loved that. I didn't know his name, but um, yeah, no, I, I know him. I know of him. And it was really nice to meet him. He was super, super genuine guy. He, he genuinely wants people to find connections. And he, he really is. He's a really good guy. And he gives really good advice. And he, he's really smart and funny. And, like, he, he's, a, he's a really good dude. Okay, cool. Good to hear. Good to know. Yeah. Um, okay, so kind of getting into, like, your first, like, dates on the show. I know that you obviously had, like – relationship with Rudy but you went on a date with Mel and you saw the plain white tees perform so I'm just yeah. curious how that was and like walking into that were you it excited? was awesome and- yeah it was awesome it, you know I grew up in the time where Heather Delilah was on the radio all the time like yeah you know what I mean it was they were a big deal there that was really cool so walking in and having like that little private concert with them playing was was super cool I, I had a blast. I mean, yeah. I know they didn't show much of it because it eventually didn't contribute to much of my journey on the show. So they, they, I think they said that we don't, we need, we don't need to really dive too deep into this, but it was fun. Yeah. That's super yeah. cool. So back to, I mentioned already Rudy, um, you and Rudy kind of hit it off, um, night one and it kind of trickled throughout the whole thing. And like, ultimately you didn't end up together but I feel like you guys had really good chemistry on stage and your performances were like my favorite to watch because I feel like you guys were just so good on stage so um yeah of course so what was it like performing with her and like rehearsing and just like the music aspect of your relationship yeah um from from literally from the, the the second I met her it was kind of like like meeting like a like an old friend and we got we clicked so perfectly right away just just with everything just the, our sense of humor is our like we don't give a shit we're not we don't like put on like a front we very we're very like expressive with our facial expressions like you could read everything on both of us yeah and and like I wasn't trying to bullshit her she wasn't trying to bullshit me and and we just talked about music and we and we talked about family and and um we just clicked. We just clicked right away. She's, she's such an amazing person. She's such a, a incredible singer. I'm, I'm lucky to have her in my life. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's great that, um, you guys are still like, obviously really good friends and the, you know, even though it didn't work out on the show, like you guys are still close. What like really drew you to her initially? She, she's definitely, um, I would say she's definitely my type of of uh physical type too like you know she's shorter brunette and uh so I guess that definitely had had something to do with it and just the way she came in she was just like 
super uh, bubbly and like, yeah, and just seemed so genuinely happy and like fun and, and fiery. And I just, I, she, I just, you know, I was drawn to her for sure. Yeah. She seems super cool. Um, and just, yeah, exactly. Like very bubbly outgoing. Um, so I get that when you guys just like released a cover together. So have you guys been, um, just like hanging out like recently or was it like, um, you guys just got together? Um, yeah, no, we, she's been, so, so she's lives in Texas. Her family lives in Texas. So she was quarantining with, with them for like five months. Okay. And then uh, she just came back uh, last month. So we've been getting together. We're working on a, a ton of new stuff. And uh, yeah, so we just put out a, a, a little thing and, and there's, there's a lot more, a lot more to come. Okay. I was going to ask, cause you guys just sound so good together. Like, I hope you guys are going <laughs> to do you. more with Thank that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I mean, trust me, I've, I've been playing for so long. I've played with, with so many different people and um, I'm, I'm lucky that the band that I'm in now uh, is with one, one of the people that's in it is my cousin. And we've been singing together since we were little kids and we harmonize so well together. Our voices blend so well together, but there's just something about when, when Rudy and I sing together that it's, it's nothing like anything I've ever done before where her, her voice and my voice, they like are meant to, to be together. It's so, it's so corny to say that, but it's so true Yeah, because I don't know. It's just like, as soon as we just start singing the same thing on the show, you didn't even get to really see the exact moment when we, her and I were rehearsing together and we were like, just looking at each other. Like, this is like, it's so good. It just, it just <laughs> sounds so good. It just did. It just blended so well. And we just complement each other so well. And so, yeah. so that's, that's, it's just like, I'm I feel lucky. I feel lucky that I got to, to meet her and um, yeah. So that's pretty awesome. much, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. I wish that um, they showed a little bit more of you guys like rehearsing and like the actual music stuff. Yeah. Um, there was so much of that stuff that, that didn't make it in because of, you know, they need to tell the stories of, of the people that they need to tell the stories of. So, right. But yeah, there was a lot of that stuff that didn't make it in. That was really nice. Do you um, keep in touch with anybody else from the show? Cause I know like, since this was the only season that they did, uh, listen to your heart. It's a very like unique experience. Are you guys still all connected? You guys, you know, keep in touch at all? Yeah. Yeah. I talk to, I talk to most of the guys almost every day. We have a group chat. We say hi to each other. We share music with each other, tell each other, you know, things that we're doing, plan trips and we're trying to figure out some stuff, but you know, it's COVID times and everything's yeah. all screwed up. So we haven't really been able to get together and hang in a while, but uh, Trevor actually lives literally like a mile away from me so i see oh. him yeah i see him all the time and and we we play xbox together and we go to the gym and hang out and do super broy stuff together yeah so yeah did you, um you all are in the same industry obviously did you know of anybody before you went on the show or is this were they all like new people to you yeah no i didn't i like had i had i met them or anything like that yeah like prior to the show no no i didn't know any any of those those people on the show. So how did you feel about Chris and Brie winning? I think it's great. I think that they're, I think that they're very talented, both of them individually. And I think that together they, they, they're great too. And I think that they had the right combinations of things for that specific show. 
you know, they, yeah. they were, they were in love from like second one. <laughs> one. Yeah. And they, and, and listen, they're great. They're great, very talented musicians. And, um, and I'm so grateful that people love Rudy and I so much. And, and, but I also, I also, uh, you know, accept the fact that they won and that we pulled ourselves out of it and, and I congratulate them. And I think that they're super talented and they deserve, they deserve uh, to win. So how, like, how's your life changed since the show? Obviously like people know your name a little bit more, but um, like, what has life been like since the show? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely different. It's definitely a lot more uh, interactions with people on a daily basis. I get, I get hundreds of messages a day. I get, you know, constant, it's mostly good stuff. It's 99% like very nice, very uh, encouraging and, and humbling things that people say all the time. And and I I appreciate it so much. Um, You know, I definitely feel a little bit more exposed where I'll post like little stories and stuff gets analyzed like so much more than than I could have even anticipated, but no, it's just, it's great. I, I have a, I have a much bigger platform to be able to share music with and, and, you know, I, I have, I'm lucky. I'm lucky that, that I didn't get portrayed in like a really shitty way and, and that, that we made it through and, and, and uh, everything is okay. Now, if, if COVID didn't happen, I would have, I would have, done a lot more with the uh you know as soon as we were done we were going to go play shows together meet rudy and i and the guy and the guys from my band we were going to book a bunch of stuff i had booked dates from the west coast all the way back to the east coast like 40 dates of of, of, uh like a tour a tour schedule and it all got canceled and um and so yeah so that sucks and i think i would have been able to see a lot more of how life would have changed if uh you know immediately after being on a show and having all that exposure everything shut down and i had to literally walk around covered yeah. my you know what i mean like it's yeah. like uh so that's where we're at yeah it's definitely <laughs> but, unfortunate that things took a turn right after you guys were on the show cuz obviously yeah, like like you said you could have toured and like seen your fans and played with Rudy right. and whoever but um hopefully like soon I'm just hoping soon like all this ends and you guys can um were you um you mentioned that you were getting like positive feedback and stuff in your dms were you ever worried like when the show aired that you wouldn't like you would get like or did you get really uh, terrible messages and yeah yeah I I honestly like I had no idea I knew that you know I knew Rudy and I did really well performing you know every time we every time we would play we would get great feedback and, and uh, in person, the crowds were, were loving it. And, and I know I, I, I've played so many shows and I, and I hear it right away. I know right. what sound sounds good and what doesn't sound good. And I knew that we were, we were in our group and we were, we were killing it. So I knew that part of the show went well, not knowing what little sound bites they're going to use and what little clips from what they're going to use. Um, started to get me a little nervous because the first episode that I saw, there was a lot of stuff from that night that I didn't even know happened. And, you know, it's just, you never know how they're going to, they're going to chop it up in the editing room. So that was a little nerve wracking for the first, you know, few weeks that the show was airing. 
but like I said, I got, I, I, I got lucky that, that it was portrayed. I was portrayed in a, in a good light. It's not, it's not like I went on there and did a bunch of screwed up stuff, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? They could, they could like, yeah. for instance, Michael Todd, right? Just so you know, Michael Todd is a really good dude. He's a really nice guy. He's yeah. super, he's a super talented guy. He's a super good, genuine human being too. Like really good guy. He was, he was on the bunk above me and, and he was my buddy. And they, they, I mean, he definitely is, you know, eccentric a, a bit and he came in like swinging for the fences, but the way they edited it was like a little bit yeah. unfair, I think, but you know, that's reality TV, I guess. Right. Like if they see any inkling of like, I don't even want to say crazy, but like eccentricness or like different energy they're gonna it's so easy for them to like spin that into a different direction so I feel bad like I know that like not everyone that gets portrayed like that is actually like that so for sure um so that's why I say like I'm lucky because I'm a weird guy too you know like I I, you know I don't know yeah I mean you're right you never know like how you're gonna be portrayed that that's probably super nerve-wracking like leading up to the episode you're like oh god what am I gonna be like on tv <laughs> right exactly and then not knowing what was actually being filmed because there's cameras also there's cameras everywhere in the house they're all in the ceilings there's microphones everywhere you're mic'd up the whole time so like you know and then you're drinking too and the, the days feel like they go on forever you don't even know what what which way is up so that's why like <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. I hope I didn't say anything too messed up. Yeah. I, I, I think yeah. I did all right. Yeah, you did. What is, like, the adjustment moving into the, the mansion where you have, like, no communication with the outside world and, like, all you're focused on is the music and is the dating? Like, what was that like? And obviously cameras and stuff. Like, what was that like? It was um, – it's an intense – it's an intense thing. Like, uh it, you wake up super early in the morning. They wake, they wake you up with cameras in your face. You're constantly being mic'd up. You can't go behind the closed doors without a camera or a microphone on. You can't like uh, have any private moment. So, you know, you, you do sign up for that. You do, they do lay that out for you. Um, but, and you think like you're going to be fine, but the, just the, the simplicity of just going and sitting in a corner and like reading a book you don't have, you don't, you can't do that. You right. can't, you can't go for a run. You can't go exercise. You can't do any of that. So they let me do it one time, one time. They actually filmed the whole thing, but they let me work out one time. And other than that, it was like, you had to be mic'd up in front of the camera, you know, having conversations because I get it. I get it. They're trying to make a show. They're not right. trying to let you have a, have a vacation. They want you to be on a TV show. So I get it. Yeah. But yeah, it was intense for sure. Had you watched any of the, you know, Bachelor episodes before, like Bachelor episodes before? Had you known like what it was going to be like a little bit or were you kind of just going in blind? No, I, I had no idea. I mean, the all I knew was stuff I've heard about the Bachelor, Bachelor and Bachelorette. Like it's like a rich, handsome guy who has a bunch of girls like fighting over him and there's like roses and and that's that's pretty much what I know yeah all right yeah so what um was your biggest takeaway from going on the show are you glad you went on do you regret going on no I I don't I don't regret going on I I had I had so much fun and was so stressed out at the same time 
So they kind of like uh, balance each other out. Um, the takeaway is that I got to meet Rudy and I got to uh, meet some of those guys and, and some of the other girls too, that were, that we're going to be friends for, for life. We went through this bizarre thing all together and I, I'm grateful for, for all that. And I'm grateful for all the, the new fans that, that I have that uh, I could share my music with and that Rudy can share her music with too. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I would do it all over again if, uh, if I had the chance. So okay. I guess, awesome. I guess that's good. Is there any talk of season two? I don't know if you can go back on. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know if there's, they're going to be a, a season two or not. I haven't heard anything about it. Um, if they did, that'd be great because I think that there was a lot that they learned from doing this first one because they're so bachelor, uh, oriented that, doing a music show has its own whole nother uh, realm of things that you have to think about that. I don't think that going into it, they, they really uh, knew. So right. there's stuff on the, on the fly that just like you wouldn't think about, you would need a ton of tea and honey, like always around <laughs> because there's all these singers who are singing all day and they're like, you know, they need to drink tea and, and their uh, throats are all messed up. So there was like stuff like that. And like having little iPods, for, for us to listen to the songs on because you don't have your phone. You don't have right. any, you have nothing. So, you know, you can't learn a song unless you're listening to it. And, you know, uh, that's how most of us learn, learn the songs anyways. Like you have to listen to it over and over again, you work on it. And so that there was stuff on the fly that they were trying to figure out as they went along. So I think if they did do a season two, it would be a little bit more, uh, it would flow a little bit better. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, they know yeah. more now. So that's yeah. Okay, cool. So I want to talk about like what life was like growing up for you, and when you were like introduced to music. You'd mentioned like <clears throat> um, you'd listen to Frank Sinatra with your family. Were you um, always listening to music? Were you always like interested in it growing yeah. up? Yeah, I um, I was surrounded by music my whole life. My my dad is uh, an unbelievable guitar player. He was a, a studio musician his whole life. He, him and his, his brother were like child savants. My uncle Alphonse is an unbelievable piano player. And my dad is just a, just a great guitar player. And um, so growing up, from the time I was like two, three years old, I was banging on pots and pans and, and trying to play guitar and, and trying to make music uh, my whole life. He was bringing in uh, people from different bands and they were playing at the house and there were just guitars and pianos and drums and, and everything, and singers all around me all the time. So uh, I'm very lucky that, that that was the environment I was brought up in. Yeah, that's going to be so cool, like growing up like that and introduced to music like that. Like everyone oh, yeah. in the house always playing. That's super cool. It was great. It's so great. It, it really was. And, and my family too, my cousin he's a great singer and my uncles and like, I, I, I have a very musical family. So yeah. 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 I have um, a whole side of my family that's super like musically talented. They can sing, they play like every instrument. And like, I just didn't get that gene. Like it's really unfortunate. <laughs> um, so, all right. So we all like to sing in the shower. We all sing in the car. Um, not all of us are good. Like I just said, I'm not very good. When did you kind of know like you were good at singing? Oh, wow. That's an uh, interesting question. Um, <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think that I 
I was always kind of nervous about singing. Like I was playing instruments before I actually started singing in front of people. Okay. Uh, I was always kind of nervous about it, but um, I think I started singing. I was singing along to a, a Stevie Wonder song and my, my mom walked in and she, she thought that it was just the, the radio playing and wow. I was singing, I was singing and she, and she was like, wow, that was, that was really good. And my mom is like super, um, she'll tell you if, if something's bad. You know okay. what I mean? Like she, she never, she never growing up was like, Matt, you're so good at this. <laughs> if I wasn't good at something, she'd be like, ah, maybe you should try something else. Let's you stop. I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, so she, you know, and then getting like affirmation from, from my dad and from all his, his peers, all these great musicians that I looked up to as a kid when I started singing in my early teens and they would be like, Matt, that was so good. I was like, Oh man. All right. Cause I love you. So thank you. And, uh, I, all right, cool. I'm going to keep working on this. And, and, you know, that's, that's when I, I, I started to say, I, I, I want to do this. I want to like really develop my voice and, and uh, trying to hone, hone this craft. Well, that's awesome that I guess it was more so like the people in your life telling you like, Hey, like you have something here, like, let's like kind of giving you like the go. Obviously like your family was super musically talented and you were introduced to all these instruments and all these musicians. Was that something that you aspired to be because you grew up around it? Was this something that you always wanted to do? Yeah. Growing up, I, I, I played baseball my whole life too. I, I played a bunch of, a bunch of other sports as well, but it was always baseball and, and music for me. And I, I was 50, 50. I was like, I'm either going to play professional baseball or I'm going to be a musician or I'm going to try to do both somehow. And um, so I always had that. I always knew I wanted to perform in front of people. I always knew I wanted to, to write. I write all the time. I'm constantly writing. Uh, even back then when I was a kid, I was writing poems and, and writing song forms and, and writing lyrics all day long. So I always knew that I wanted to, to, to do that. And um, I got into a really bad motorcycle accident, which, which took away the, the baseball uh, side of my life and which put me 100% in the, all right, now I'm like, I'm going to focus all my energy, every, every ounce of myself into, into this. So, right. yeah. When, when did you get into that accident? um that was about six years ago almost almost seven years ago now oh wow um that's crazy well I'm glad that you're okay well maybe that was um I don't know how to maybe that was I don't want to say meant to be but maybe it was like you know there's definitely a a silver lining there because it, it, it it get got me like laser focused on on music and not only that but I I kind of start went from feeling like what's what's the purpose of everything and what's the purpose of life to being like I'm so grateful to be alive and right. I'm so grateful for music and the the ability to be able to play music and and it just it it changed my whole mindset honestly from yeah. from where I was so yeah I'm I'm grateful it sucks I have a titanium rod and 12 screws in my left leg Wow. And I, I got all messed up. I was, I was like dead. I was like dead. I don't want to get, go too uh, much detail into it, but it was, it was really bad. But 
it did. I came out, I came out with a, with a way better understanding of, of just being grateful to be alive and being grateful to just be in the moment. So that helped, that helped me out a lot. That's incredible. So when was the first time that you had ever performed in front of people? Um, like, what is the story on like your first performance, live performance? First live performance, I think was uh, at like a high school, I had like a high school talent show okay. that I did, uh, that I pl- I just played guitar. I just played uh, something. It was um, Crazy Train by, by, yeah. <laughs> by Ozzy Osbourne. That's like the only song I learned when I did guitar. Cause like my See? dad is big, like Ozzy Osbourne, big, like Rush. So I always like, I was like, okay, I want to learn this song for my dad. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, nice. That was the first, I think that was like one of my first like live in front of a bunch of people kind of just being on stage and playing. Yeah. And, and somebody else was there and they like rapped over it and it was pretty, it was probably, probably pretty bad, (laughs) but but, uh, it was, it was fun. And um, yeah, since then I've played, you know, a thousand shows. Right. So uh, we've gone a long way from high school, crazy train on, on, uh, in the middle of nowhere, Connecticut. (laughs) Absolutely. So, um, when you were in high school, was it something that you thought about like being like going to school for music in college? Was that something that you were like considering or? Yeah. Yeah. When I was, when I was, uh, deciding where I wanted to go to college, I was getting, uh, baseball scholarship offers from a bunch of different places. And one of the things I was looking for was a good, uh, baseball program with a with a really good music program too, which is, you know, kind of hard to figure out. But um, I, I did. I found a place where I I actually was a double major. I was a music major and a business major. So yeah, uh, I knew I knew I wanted to study music uh, in college. How was that in college? It was great. I learned a lot of stuff. I I think that. Um, practical applications of music theory in pop music or or in just in general just normal singer songwriter kind of music is not really there um you know it's not very theoretical it's not very uh jet like jazzy and there's not a lot of the stuff that i learned from from music theory that i need to apply to that it it's like i don't know um it's hard to explain but i did learn a lot I don't know if I necessarily apply a lot of that uh, knowledge to the songwriting that I do, but what it did was it helped me appreciate a lot more music and, and, and certain things that, that happen uh, in, in music that maybe I didn't understand before. So I guess that's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, And I was in, and I was in like uh, fusion classes where, you know, you had to experiment and you had to play different stuff and I had to play like, violin and I had to play trumpet and I had to like do all these different things that uh you know definitely took me out of my comfort zone so that's that's always good too yeah if you ever need to play trumpet in your band there you go yeah exactly Um, I don't know I don't know if it would be that good but (laughs) okay cool so I want to talk about like what you're doing now what was like I guess you wanted to tour when you left the show but um, have you been writing during the pandemic? What is that writing process like? And what are you up to? Sure. Yeah. I, I have my own band. We're called Brother Stone and the Get Down. And uh, we're 
we're in the studio right now demoing out a bunch of songs. We're going we're gonna to probably release a four-song EP over the next uh, few months. So we're currently doing that. Um, yeah, I'm writing all the time. I'm con- constantly writing new stuff. I have a bunch of stuff in the works with, with uh, Rudy. So we got some, we got some moody music coming out soon. Um, I like it. Moody music. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Moody music. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, honestly, I'm a, I'm a reclusive person as it is. Uh, So like the quarantine thing hasn't really affected me too much. I don't really go out. I don't really like go party and go to bars and stuff like that. So, uh, I've been writing every single day anyway, and I, I kind of use this as even more of an excuse to, to be even more reclusive and not have to talk to people and deal with people like, hey, it's a quarantine, man. I'm going to go sit in my room and make music. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you if like being in the pandemic has helped your writing at all, but obviously maybe it's just- Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, I, I just, I extra, I right. like extra uh, hang out by myself. Right. And I feel like it's yeah. you've got to be more like focused and like motivated because you have nothing else to do other than to like write and make music. Right. Exactly. So tell me a little bit about like your, your band. My cousin Colin and I, we started this band on the East coast. Um, we, we kind of had a, a little bit of success uh, in our hometown in like Connecticut, New York, Massachusetts, New England area. And well, as we were getting going, we, we performed at a uh, radio station, live on a radio station, and it got recorded and a producer out here heard it and he uh, reached out to us and said he wanted to make an album with us. So we literally packed up all of our stuff and drove across the country and to, to, to try to make the CP and try to get our, our uh, singer songwriter career going. Yeah. And, that's, and that was when we first got out here. That's awesome. So what is, just explain to like listeners, like what your vibe is, like what the music is like, the genre. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we, we do, we do a lot of uh, singer songwriter type stuff, which is uh, people ask like, what is that? That's like, you know, uh, John Mayer, Jason Mrazzi kind of stuff. We do that mixed with like more soul, but we also do some like folky stuff too. Okay. So like folk, soul and singer songwriter kind of stuff so is that how you would like define yourself as a musician like all of those like kind of intertwined yeah yeah I mean it's I I I like to think of it like this where it's hard for me to put like a label on our music because we do we're so eclectic as a group of of musicians that are that are in the band we all love so many different types of music so a lot of that comes through in our songs so, like, when you listen to a John Mayer song or, like, a James Taylor. Do you know James Taylor? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, when you listen to guys like that, those, those songs aren't really they're, – they're hard to sum up in one category because there's so much going on in the song. There's so many different uh, inspirations and, and elements that are, that are making the song up. So, it's hard to say, like, this is pop. This is country. This is folk. So, I think that we have a really nice blend of, like, folky – Americana singer songwriter kind of stuff mixed with soul and and um and it kind of like makes this own kind of unique uh sound I guess yeah is what I'm trying to say yeah (laughs) well you guys have been um like performing on your like Instagram live you guys have been like streaming and stuff 
are you doing that because you aren't able to like be traveling and stuff and you still want people to hear and yeah. how's that been going yeah exactly i mean not only are we doing it to just kind of say hi to the, the, the fans and keep you know keep talking to everybody and keep everything moving but for us too we love we love playing music it's it's like what we love to do so um it's a good opportunity to, to keep our chops up and so we don't get stale and like forget how to play everything and and uh you know i just i want to be ready i want to be prepared you know i'm trying to be optimistic about this whole thing and and i'm hoping that soon we could we could get back out there and we could start playing live shows again and so you know i'm just trying to keep the keep the the troops rallied over yeah. here and and keep everything moving forward because i wouldn't know what else to do i would just sit in this room and 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 get fat and play xbox all day well i think as much as you want to be playing like we want to be listening and like watching live music is something that i think so many people have been missing like me especially like i've missed i mean this summer is when i really like go to as many concerts as i can i know, I go to I one. know. so it's like keep doing the instagram lives because people need it and thank you we'll look forward thank you. to it and i mean it's good music like what you guys are doing is great thank you so keep keep doing that so i just wanted to ask like what you know, people can look for in the future. Obviously, you guys um, are going to be doing that four-song EP and maybe one day, hopefully, um, performing live and going on tour. Hopefully, I'm like, I don't know when this is going to end, but hopefully, we, <laughs> it'll be soon. Um, that's, yeah, that's the that's the hope is that we're going to be able to get out there and, and perform again live uh, soon. But, you know, who, who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah. Well, where can people find you? Social media, um, music, music apps, all of that fun stuff. Yeah. So uh, my Instagram is Matt underscore Renato. And um, <clears throat> I do pretty much the same thing on there as we do on the band Instagram. But that's uh, brother at Brotherstone. No. Yeah. At Brotherstone Band. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the guys and, and me, that, that Instagram. And then we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music uh pandora soundcloud uh youtube we have a really good youtube channel we do a lot of cool collaborations on there you should check that out just search uh brother stone and the get down on uh the old youtube there and um yeah that's pretty that's pretty much it okay cool yeah i will link um everything you just mentioned in the description of the podcast so people can like easily find it um and go check you out if they don't um awesome thank you yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I would, uh, to, to answer your question a little bit more of what to expect in the future, I would expect that if there's not physical places opening up soon for us to go uh, book these in-person shows, we are going to do everything we can to get creative over here where we might do like virtual concerts where, you know, we, we sell $5 tickets online and we make it like a real experience over here where I might have some of the people from the show come on and have some special guests and do like a whole thing. So that's also in the, in the works. Um, and we also have a podcast that we do too. And we have a ton of new content that's coming out all the time. So just be on the lookout for that. We're just trying to, we're just trying to keep it going, we're trying yeah. to survive over here. Yeah. <laughs> and be creative and still somehow try to stay afloat. So we're trying to do all, all the things that we could possibly think of. And so what I'm saying is keep an eye out. More stuff's coming. 
just you know follow us on all the on all the things on all the things that's awesome yeah, yeah i think a virtual concert would be um the next best thing you know if people can't come out to a show like people will definitely show up for that um, yeah that'd be awesome for sure awesome all right well i think that is um it for today's episode thank you so much for coming on it was super awesome to meet you and to talk about um the bachelor and just like all of your music stuff that is going to be happening i'm very excited for you i hope um you can perform here live soon um but yeah thank you so much for coming on thank you thank you for having me on i I, I appreciate it so much thank you for all the 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 kind things you said yeah yeah. Thank, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Of course. It. Awesome. Um, be sure to follow Matt and all of his things um, in the coming future. <laughs> follow him on everything. I'll like li- list everything in the description for you guys to follow him. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. We get it. Staying home ain't it. Especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big. Plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus.